When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go hour number two on a Thursday. We are cooking up towards Super Bowl 57. Do you have the Eagles or do you have the Chiefs? We're going to keep talking about it right here, Chad and Zay, on this Thursday. Now, don't worry. We talked about Durant to Phoenix. Big story out of the NBA. Trade deadline comes up later on this afternoon. Russell Westbrook is headed out of L.A. And Kyrie Irving tried on the Mavs gear last night and started off pretty well. Even without Luka, the Mavs got a win. In fact, they got their first win without Luka this year. They were 0-7 if he didn't play last night. They got the win with Kyrie Irving. So there is some basketball to get to, but you know we're talking lots of football today. We talked with Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett last hour, and right now we're going to have one of our favorite conversations of the week. We're just going to have it a day early. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. We wanted to catch him while he was in Arizona on Radio Row. It is the one and only Brandon Lang of BrandonLang.com. Check out Believe Me with Cordell Stewart on the Believe Network. Brandon Lang, how the hell are you, sir? Wow. You are bringing me on after Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett. Hey. Have you lost your mind? I knew you could handle it. You're I, a star, too. I knew you could handle it because not everybody that sits down after Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett can look him in the face and say, hey, did Matthew McConaughey play you in a movie? No, <laughs> but he played me in a movie. Come on. Yeah, but if you'd have seen that dime piece that just walked by where your boy is right now, oh my God! <laughs> Lord have mercy. Oh man, that- there are there are there are so many women here that if looking good were a crime, they'd all be on death row. I mean, you got some talent here today. I, I'll say this: I've been this is my eighth radio row. There's more talent here than any radio row we've had. Now, listen, Oops. I can't imagine for the life of me Vegas next year. That's just going to be. I guarantee you, when I'm doing radio row next year, I am going to get Veronica <laughs> and one of her friends, two of the hottest strippers Vegas has to offer, and for one day, Anytime I get ready to walk up and do an interview, they're going to walk with me. <laughs> there ain't a pro athlete in that place that are going to be like, who's he? That's who? That's Brandon Lang? Oh, wait, that's the dude McConaughey played in the movie? Damn, I want to roll like him. That man, look at my boy go. <laughs> yeah, boy. Anyway. <laughs> There we go, guys. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, Brandon, when we talked to you last week, you were talking about that Eagles pressure being a very a key part of the game for you. Uh, I know it's coming down to the Super Bowl pick for you, and you might not be able to give us the absolute here, but are you still thinking about that Eagles pressure when you're trying to figure it out? Oh, I'll give it to you guys. I'm not one of these guys that's like, you got to go to my website and pay me $50 for my pick. I'm going to charge you there. 
<laughs> no, I'm not that guy. All March right. Madness is, March Madness is right around the corner. I was 11-1 last year at BrandonLang.com in March Madness. So um, I, it's my favorite sport to handicap. BrandonLang.com with my handicappers. College Hoop is where it's at. After this game, it's all about College Hoop. So I got no problem. So, so let's, let's go back in time. So I was 23, I'm sorry, 25 and 3. And I had hit six straight Super Bowl winners going into the Tampa Bay, Kansas City Super Bowl. Mm. And the Super Bowl I had lost prior to that was the Denver-Seattle Super Bowl where Seattle's defense just overwhelmed Denver's offense in anything Peyton Manning tried to do. Then I reel off six in a row. In that six in a row, I was very fortunate to win two of those. The Patriots coming back from 28-3 down and the Malcolm Butler interception. Other than that, the other four were pretty damn easy. And then came Tampa and Kansas City. And I got fooled again that I thought the KC offense would be able to negate the pass rush of the Bucks. And guess what? I got fooled again. <laughs> and so now we come into this Super Bowl. And once again, for the third time in Super Bowl history, we have the number one pass offense versus the number one pass defense. Last time it happened, Denver, Seattle. We all know what happened there. I get my homies this and my homies that. And by the way, Patrick Mahomes is an idiot. He could be the dumbest human being that walks the face of the planet Earth, and here's why. When he signed his contract with the Kansas City Chiefs, he had his girlfriend back in, at Texas Tech. He should have called her up and said, baby girl, I appreciate everything you did get me through Texas Tech, but I think I want to be a single guy. Now, why am I saying that? Because two days, two days ago at Radio Row, Mr. Clark Hunt, the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs, was parading around here with his little old daughter, who's 24 years old, named Gracie Hunt. On a scale of 1 to 10, she's a 30. Oh, my God. One of the hottest, well-kept women you're ever going to see. She dated Drew Locke for a quick minute. If you're Patrick Mahomes, right before you sign that contract, you go, hey, Clark, if I sign that contract, I want to have permission to date your daughter. I'm going to marry her. We go, you know how good-looking our kids are going to be? And I'll tell you right now, I'll give you a quarterback. I'll, I'll quarterback 20 years, and my kid will be your next quarterback. And, of course, I'll be your owner because I'm going to marry your daughter. So not only am I going to quarterback you to multiple Super Bowl championships, I'm going to be a good husband for your daughter. We're going to churn out some great kids for you, and I'm telling you, one of them will be quarterback to the chief. What do you think, Clark? Good? All right, I'm going to sign it. Google Gracie Hunt. She's a big Instagram model, big, big whatever, worth about $1.2 billion. Oh, yeah, oh, I seen her. God. I mean, seriously. I don't know what you're thinking. I get loyalty goes so far, but, man, it was right there for him for the taking. Now back to what we're talking about. So I'm not going to be fooled again. I'm not. I'm going to lose with the better defensive line. I'm not. I'm not. In the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, Mahomes had the turf toe. He wasn't 100%. There's so many similarities between that Super Bowl and this Super Bowl. It's unbelievable. This D-line is a problem. And furthermore, Brian Billick, who was at Radio Row yesterday, it was like 7 a.m. I was here and, and, and got a chance to talk to him real quick. He made a great point. I said, and that's one thing about being on Radio Row, being able to talk to coaches, because they break it down from an X's and O's standpoint. He said the physicality of the offensive defensive lines of the Eagles, you don't realize how good and how physical they are. And what I want you guys to do 
is at some point in the next couple days, I want you to watch the entire fourth quarter of the Kansas City-Cincinnati game. Because in that fourth quarter, Kansas City got the ball at their own 40-yard line twice and went nowhere because that D-line had worn down that offensive line of the Chiefs. They couldn't block Cincinnati. And if you can't block Cincinnati, you're not going to block the Eagles. And at the end of the day, the, e- the, the Chiefs' offensive line is better, but the problem is they have no depth. That's why the Chiefs are the worst point spread team in the NFL this year. They only covered four games all year long. Why? Because in the fourth quarter, they can't close out teams and put them away. Why? Because their O-line can't protect. They can't close out games. They can't pick up first downs. The D-line of Philadelphia is going to be a problem. Your boy B. Lang is on the Philadelphia Eagles over the Kansas City Chiefs. I will lose with the Eagles before I try to win with Kansas City. Besides, I can't trust a coach who hasn't missed a meal since Christ came back 2,000 years ago. I can't. I can't do it. I went to the Bellagio Buffet four days before I came down here. Andy reads pictures right there. Do not let this man in. I'm telling you, he can't be trusted. He can't. Look at his mustache real close. You'll see some glazed Dunkin' Donut leftover stuff before he takes the field. I'm telling you. B. Lang, let me ask you this, because this is your what eighth year being down there on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. You're a star yourself, but is there anybody that you see or have seen that you just got starstruck from where you're like, man, that dude, he's been an idol my whole life. I got to talk to him. Are you a little afraid of talking to? No, listen, first of all, I'll talk to anybody. When you've lived your life and picked up a porn star in a bar, you can talk to anybody, okay? That's the feather in my cap. I literally... I acted like I didn't know who she was. Oh, epic, epic. <laughs> I knew exactly who she was. That's a whole other story for a, for a podcast where we can get a little more into it. But uh-huh. Dion, primetime. Primetime was rolling through here today. I mean, I am his biggest fan, man. I just think his energy, I just think him as a, him as a player. That, that book I told you guys to read, Boys Will Be Boys, about the Emmett Smith Cowboys, Troy Aikman and, and Michael Irvin. Um, Dion comes into the book when he, when he comes over from San Francisco. He's got two great lines. He's sitting at his locker, and he's sitting there. And Butch Davis comes down and says, Dion, we got a defensive meeting tomorrow, 7 a.m. And he looks right at Butch Davis and goes, Dion, don't do 7 a.m. He goes, Dion, it's 7 a.m. He goes, I just told you, Dion, don't do 7 a.m. He goes, I'll see you at 7 a.m., Dion. He says, okay. So Dion called Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones called Butch Davis and changed the meeting to 8 a.m. And when Dion walked into the meeting, he goes, like I said, Dion, don't do 7 (laughs) a.m. Now, here's the second story. So the first day of training camp, Dion's sitting on his locker, just comes over from San Francisco, and the strength and conditioning coach walks in and says, Dion, you got to lift. And Dion goes, I don't lift. Dion, everybody lifts. He's like, Dion, don't lift. He goes, Dion, I'm going to have to fine you for not lifting. He says, that's fine. How many lift sessions I got? And he tells him how many. He goes, that's how many? And what's the fine? Sounds like 50 bucks or whatever. He goes, okay, great. He reaches in his locker grabs a checkbook, writes out for the total fine for all the missed lift sessions. He goes, like I told you, Dion, don't lift. And the last the last story is, this is all in the book, by the way. Boys will be boys. It's the greatest book you'll ever read. Well, the, the, the Lakers Showtime book about Kobe and Shaq's pretty darn good, too. But, but Dion, first preseason game he played, and I think it was second preseason game, there's a sweep, and he comes up. And, like, when you're going out to catch a wave, you duck underneath the wave. Dion just goes down, and the whole left tackle, right, everybody runs over him. 
and the, the play goes behind him, and it's right in front of the Cowboy bench. And Dion gets up and looks right at the bench and goes, Dion, don't tackle. <laughs> 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 so I saw him down here, and his presence is his presence is unbelievable. I'm telling you right now, he will win a national championship at Colorado in the next five years. His presence is unbelievable. I'm a huge fan, man. He's He's something else, man. He's something else. People, listen, people don't realize what an athlete he was. He played for the Atlanta Falcons on a Sunday afternoon yeah. and got to the World Series that night and actually pitch run, I think, in the eighth inning of that game. I mean, just a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. And won a state championship in basketball, too. I mean, one of our greatest athletes ever, but his personality is unbelievable. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, hey, uh, before we let Brandon go, uh, Zay, the next time we talk to him, we'll be leading up to the tournament. Anything in basketball you want to hit real quick? Yeah, B. Lang, last week you told us about Wake Forest again, and they hit. They won that game against Notre Dame. And then you also said Oklahoma State, and they won, too. So you went back-to-back with us on the show last Friday. How about this week i know it's about to be march madness and you're getting gearing up for that how you feeling college basketball i keep riding wake they they actually blew out north carolina the other night and and start riding miami hurricanes that was a game on monday you could have bet your children's unborn children's children (laughs) duke had played on saturday against north carolina it was a close game it went down the stretch and then they had to turn around off that game two days later and go down to miami miami was a three-point favorite blew the doors off them led wire to wire by 20 keep an eye on jim larenga's miami hurricanes they can go i mean go get you some of the Miami Hurricanes. He could go on another run here, like the George Mason run with, with this Canes team. All right, that is Brandon Lang, and in, uh, this time live, sitting there at Radio Row. BrandonLang.com. Check out Believe Me with Cordell Stewart on the Believe Network. Brandon, as always, we thank you for all the visits throughout football season. Uh, we will talk to you probably leading into that first week of the tournament and get a little tournament talk from you, but we always appreciate it, brother. Take care of yourself. We know you always do. Here's some money you can make. You ready? Yep. Wait for the coin toss. The last eight Super Bowls, the team that won the coin toss lost the game. Mm -hmm. Let me say it again. The last eight Super Bowls, the team that won the coin toss went on to lose the game. So let's just hope the Chiefs win the coin toss. I'll be the happiest guy in the world. (laughs) There it is. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, B-Lang. All right, guys. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett earlier, Brandon Lang being Brandon Lang right there. Man, I'm just that picture in my mind of Brandon Lang on Radio Row in Vegas. Next year, I'm not sure Las Vegas is is properly zoned for all that. Yeah. I NFL might get into some serious trouble next year. Mercy. Good grief. That's gonna be crazy. Uh, (laughs) They 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 really gotta be like everybody's gonna tell their players, hey, watch out, because it's dangerous out here. Don't embarrass us. Mm-hmm. Every single team and franchise is going to let their players know in a big-ass email, meetings, et cetera, even the teams that make it. They're going to be told, yo, you can get into a lot of trouble very easily here. Relax. Yeah. No, yeah. It, yeah, it's a whole different world. Yeah. It's, a different, it's even different than like a, a Super Bowl in New Orleans is crazy. That city's got its own thing. 
Nothing's like Vegas. Though. Nothing is. So that is going to be a wild time. You're absolutely right for everybody associated with it. That'll be next year for Super Bowl 58. We're getting ready for Super Bowl 57, and you heard it right there. Brandon Lang leaning with those Eagles, going with the defensive side. So it's the Chiefs' job to overcome this history. Last two times, it's – what is it, Zay? It's the number one pass defense against the number one passer. Is that the, the matchup? Yes. Yeah. So the last two times that's happened, it's the defense that wins. By it, a lot. And it was Bucks over Mahomes. Is that right? No, no, Buc- no Bucks no, over Bucks, Raiders. Yes. And Seahawks over Peyton. Correct. Okay. The game where they snapped the ball by Peyton's head and nothing went right after that. Yeah. <laughs> it was that Seahawks defense swallowed the the Broncos that day. Yeah. Oh, that was forty four eight, something like that. I don't think that's what we're going to see. But I've, I've picked the Eagles to win by 17. I do think they're going to control this thing. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Patrick Mahomes makes me look silly. Come on, Travis Kelsey, and make me look silly. But I do think that's uh, that's going to be the case. That's a huge mismatch to me. The Travis Kelsey versus the Eagles linebackers. Those are the weak points for that defense. That's Those uh, linebackers are good, White and Edwards, but... Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey, and Gardner Johnson, the safety, he's been good all year long, too. Those three guys, keep it up with Travis Kelsey and not letting him go crazy like everybody else does in the league, that will be huge. I think we're going to see instances just like last year. If you go back to the key play of last year's game when uh, Aaron Donald got to Joe Burrow and slung him to the ground, there was – I can't remember if it was Chase or Higgins. Somebody was wide open on that play. I think we're going to see a lot of that. A lot of, oh, it doesn't matter. That yeah, it don't matter. That, that he's wide open. What matters is that Mahomes is being swallowed right now. Yeah. What matters is Mahomes is being chased, and he's he has no idea. Even he has no idea that guy's open right now. I yeah. think that's what we're going to see. I hope Patrick proves me wrong. I hope Patrick and Kelsey can work that magic because those two have something that is so special where – Mahomes will just give him a little head bob, a little nod, a little point. There are situations. Yeah, he'll just go the other way. I'm about to say, there are situations where Mahomes points one way, Kelsey goes the other way because that's what they've talked about beforehand. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's nuts. And that matchup, that's going to be huge, but you're right, Chad. Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Hargrave, all those guys, man. They're animals. And one of the worst things for a Dallas Cowboys fan, even though you have Michael Parsons, him being first-team All-Pro, Hassan Reddick, you don't think that pisses him off? That a guy in his own division, everybody thinks he's better, which I'll take Michael Parsons over Hassan Reddick, but right. it's close. Yeah, player for player, I'd take Parsons. But it's close. It's got to piss him off that he's on a defense that good. It's close. And he's about to maybe go win a Super Bowl. Uh, oh, how about this one from the injury report? Robert Quinn with that foot, they say he should be good. There's another guy on that defense. They say he'll be good, ready to go. He's played in both playoff games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eagles and Chiefs coming up. Let us know your thoughts. Specs text line 337-3776. Up next, we'll talk a little flex. The flex show moves to tonight uh, after we had to rearrange some things last night. We'll get that set for you. Our man Zach Lucero is going to come on and preview the show for you, let you know what's coming up tonight. Flex show is tonight at 8 o'clock after Longhorn Weekly. We'll talk to Zach up next. Don't move. Talking a lot of Super Bowl today as well. Plus, we're going to talk to our guy Jeff Howe, Horns 20. 247.com, a Longhorn update from him. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on uh, what's going on this week with the Longhorns, basketball-wise and football-wise, too. Stay with us. It's the Horn.
What? The mattress stinks? Is that in the first line of the song? At Did first, he say that? At first, this sounded like something I should know, and then he said the mattress stinks. Now I'm not sure if I should know this or not. I do not recognize it, though, Zay, so I'm going to be out on this. Who is it? Spinal Tap. Oh, no wonder. Okay, that's what I should have guessed. I Okay, because it sounded completely silly, and that makes sense. So Spinal Tap would be the band that they created for the movie making fun of hard rock <laughs> and heavy metal back in the day. Shout out to all those guys. Shout out to Guest and McKeon. Uh, Rob Reiner, if you don't know. Meathead from uh, All in the Family. That's the guy that directed uh, Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap is the name of the movie, if I'm not mistaken. So Spinal Tap making the show today, along with Sly and the Family Stone and Love Unlimited Orchestra. So this is a spoof band. Yes. The movie is really funny, too. That was the, uh, I think it was Alice Cooper that said, I've never seen a better documentary for what our business can actually be than this is Spinal Tap. <laughs> and they went out of their way to have a lot of fun with it. That's a fun little movie. Some of the bands hated that movie because they of thought, because they were, you know, kind of being, taking shot. being made fun of. But yeah. guys, guys like Alice Cooper got it. They understood what that was. Uh, all right. So Spinal Tap uh, helping us out on a Thursday. That is very cool. Thanks to Brandon Lang for giving us time earlier in the hour. And obviously, thanks. To the two Hall of Famers, the two Heisman winners, Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett. They joined us in the first hour. I'm going to keep mentioning this throughout the rest of the week because I didn't realize it was happening. It's going to be a great documentary to watch for all of us. The Perfect Ten documentary, an NFL Films documentary. It talks about the ten people, ten men, have won the Heisman and then gone into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Think about that. Ten. Ten. That's it. And Earl and Tony are a member of that group. So you got a whole bunch of guys, obviously, that have won the Heisman, a whole bunch that are in the Hall of Fame, but the crossover is only 10 guys. Saturday at 7 on Fox is when you can check that out. Uh, a lot of talk about the Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, a lot of talk about basketball. Trade deadline afternoon in the NBA. Kevin Durant is going to Phoenix. Russell Westbrook is leaving L.A. Real quick, uh, Zay, before we get to the flex segment here, what's this deal you just let me know about? A couple other big names on the move. Yep. Texas' very own Mo Bamba. He'll be leaving the Orlando Magic because he was traded to the Lakers for Patrick Beverly. Wow. Mo Bamba gets to wear that uniform? Yeah. That's how about, right. How about that? Yeah. I like Mo as a pro. I mean, you know, he's not going to be, I don't know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but he could be productive for that team and... He's definitely a good alley-oop threat. He could step out and shoot a little bit. And, you know, it's just hard to be that athletic at his height, like seven foot one, seven foot three around there, that crazy wingspan that he has. Good pickup because yeah. Patrick Beverly's giving you nothing. All Patrick Beverly's doing is having podcast discussions. That's it. That's the only thing that's benefited from his L.A. tenure, having a really good podcast because he's funny and uncandid. I was going to ask, uh, I, can I assume that with Russell gone and Patrick Beverly gone and the guys that will come in being in, that will at least improve the drama in the locker room? Yes. Right? Yes. It won't be as dramatic. You don't have to worry about Russell fighting with his coach and stuff or Patrick Beverly. So the other night they had Russell and, Dar- and Ham going at each other. The night LeBron broke the record, just like they had Anthony Davis sitting down with that video getting out, the night he broke the record. Ain't that a B? My God. Y'all can't just put it aside for one night and respect that the man's passing Kareem. And, nope. And oh, by the way, 33's in the house. 
Nope. Hey, don't y'all respect any part of this? Apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't. You don't need. I don't even need you to respect LeBron. Respect Kareem. The captain respect showed the up. Game. There you go. That's the it. NBA. Too. The league. That's it too. That may be the most treasured record in the sport, and you couldn't respect it enough to to just. Put yeah. your, your stuff aside Le- for one night. LeBron's all mic'd up, telling Anthony Davis how much he loves him and stuff. And Anthony Davis just like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, bro. That's, yeah, not good. Not a good look. Not a good look for those guys. But we'll talk some NBA trade deadline stuff as the week continues on. Um, and obviously Durant to Phoenix, the biggest story there. All right, uh, let's get you a flex segment. The flex show did not happen last night. I'll explain why, and we'll get you a preview of tonight's show. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Uh, Yes, indeed. FLXATX.com. That's where you check it out on your social media at FlexATX as well. So last night we rearranged some things so women's basketball could be here on the horn. And uh, because of that, we were unable to get the Flex show to you last night, but we're going to bring it to you tonight. So it's going to be Longhorn Weekly with Rodney Terry at 7. Then 8 o'clock is going to be the Flex show with our man, Zach Lucero. Let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. We will talk to Zach, get a little preview of the show. Show. Zach, how are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good, Chad. My little Mo Bamba story, I used to date a girl, and then a couple a couple of months after we stopped talking, she sent me a screenshot of Mo Bamba in her DMs trying to fly her out to Orlando to, to, to spend some time with him. Wow. And I was like, okay, so we're, I'm definitely never getting back together with her. <laughs> I don't you, you mean you couldn't compete with that? You couldn't get in the DMs and offer plane flights and anything? You couldn't do that? I was like, I used to listen to a song with this girl called No Bomba. There's no way I'm getting back together. With this girl. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, that means you just big time too, Zach. She only deals with big time players, and you one of them. It means I'm the setup guy. Is what that means? <laughs> the setup. You're the opening act. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, Zach Lucero. By the way, at Flex ATX. We always mention that on the socials. Also, uh, if you want to follow Zach, it's at. Zach ain't whack with two K's at the end. I had to learn that one today, Zach. I'm an old man. You know what, how it is when I'm trying to follow Twitter and stuff. So we'll try to get you some Twitter followers there as well. Um, give us a, a thought for tonight's show. What are you guys looking for on the uh, the Flex show tonight at 8 o'clock? Yeah, I mean, if you were one of the probably 15 people in their car listening to the episode that I had with Cameron Parker last week, we kind of previewed it because – we weren't able to have these guys on last week because the phones were down. That was during the Snowpocalypse Part 2. Uh, but the three guests that we have scheduled, um, we're going to start out with, uh, with with Coach Sanders from Vandegrift, who's on my Mount Rushmore of, of, of head coaches of all time. It, it's uh, Coach Sanders, Matthew McConaughey, and uh, We Are Marshall, and the two guys that coach Odessa Permian. Um, nice. So those two guys. Um, we'll have, we'll have Coach Sanders on the show to start out around, around 8.15-ish. Uh, then at 8.30, we'll have Zay's guy, Hudson Greer, uh, the hooper out of Lake Travis, a guy that a lot of people are, are, are really high on um, as a prospect. Already has a Texas offer, um, a big-time big time talent in the area. Um, and then finally, to close out the show, I mean, we just had National Signing Day. Um, so to look ahead, and a guy that was on our all-flex all flex team this past season, 
Um, let's look ahead to a guy that's going to be signing a letter of intent uh, here for the ne- after next season, uh, Peyton Morgan, the safety out of Weiss, who I know uh, Rod Babers is a big fan of. Like I mentioned, he was one of the four guys that we had as a DB on our all-flex uh, all, all team this last season. So um, a, a pretty fun group of guests, and it'll be me and Nolan Hogan. Um, the genes on that guy, it's got to be a good show. <laughs> it's got to work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Work. I feel you, Zach. Let's talk about Hudson Greer a little bit because you're right. That is my boy. I just love his game. His athleticism is through the roof. And, you know, he, he plays way above his age. He's only a sophomore. And like you said, he already has that Texas offer. And a lot of the other big-time Power 6 D1s are going to keep offering the guy. What do you see in him just going to the next level and, you know, being that type of big-time player that make it out of Central Texas like a lot of guys have? You know, I, I think it's guys like Hudson Greer that that don't necessarily fit. I mean, when you when you looked at uh when you when you looked at Greg Brown, like you could tell that he was a, a generational talent, that he was a guy that was going to make it to the league. And and Hudson Greer is a, a type of guy that doesn't look like that, but plays like that. A guy that's going to go to a big time school and perform. Um, it, it's going to get recruited and it's going to continue to put Central Texas on the map uh, for recruiting. And I mean, you know, in Chad, you know from all the stuff we've been doing with Flex, and it's like an ongoing thing, especially in football, to try to put the 5-1-2 like, on the map in terms of Dallas, Houston, in terms of football recruiting. And as close as it is for football, it's even further in basketball, and it's guys like Hudson Greer, the athleticism, um, the type of play, the level that he plays in AAU and the select scene in basketball. It's guys like that that are really going to make an impact for the Austin area going forward. By the way, if people want to check that game out, I'm at flxatx.com right now looking at the uh, the lineup for tomorrow night. Lake Travis, Buta Johnson. We referenced that one yesterday in the Flex segment. Huge game. Big game there at Lake Travis. So uh, over there, 730 on that tip time. If you want to check it out, Lake Travis and Buta Johnson, a big part of it. Uh, so again, tonight at 8 is the Flex show. Uh, Zach, before we let you go, anything else in the basketball world that you want to give, you know, make sure the people are aware of? Any team that you've seen that you really like because I know you're out there checking out different teams and, and players. Yeah, I went and saw Vandergriff and, and, and Cedar Ridge uh, last uh, Tuesday night. Yeah, um, and, and, and Vandergriff is, is a team that I mean, just how they play football is how they play basketball. They they're not the best looking team coming off the bus, but they're super talented. They play really hard. Uh, they have a lot of guys that, that are that are going to um, score from from the outside the paint, and then just have a couple long guys and a bunch of multi sport guys. So Vandergriff was a fun team to watch. Um, and then if you're not following Flex ATX, I, this is a, Zay didn't tell me to do this, but definitely give him a follow and listen to you guys' show. Cause I mean, if there's someone other than me and Derek and Nolan that that's really putting on for the high school basketball scene right now, um, it's, it's Zay. So if you follow the neck pillow himself and you'll learn a lot about uh, the Central <laughs> Texas Hoopers. Zay, did you tell him to say that? I did not. Come thank, on now. Thank you for bigging me up, Zach. I need that credit, man. I need that love. Appreciate there that, you go. bro. Let me ask I, you this. I had to plant the seed for when I uh, when I asked you to come on the show. I, had to <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I'll definitely be happy to come on. Good plan. Uh, let me ask you this. Leonard Moore out of Round Rock committed to Notre Dame, and that's huge. Marcus Freeman, man, he loves coming down here. We know about Jaden Greathouse and, you know, getting other guys. What do you think about Leonard making that commitment? I mean, I mean Leonard was – Again, you, you asked Rob Babers. He's he's a, the uh, the DB, the certified DB that we have. We're lucky enough to have uh, have at our at our reach. But I mean, he's he, Leonard Moore has been the guy. I, I mean, Jalen um, Gilbert was a guy that kind of came on late, and, and it's really awesome that that he was able to go ultimately to Vanderbilt. But Leonard Moore is the guy that I mean, almost 
like overshadowed Jalen Gilbert as a as an underclassman, and and Leonard Moore was always going to be the big time defensive back recruit that we were going to have in the area. And, and you mentioned Jaden Greathouse. I think the name that really made things happen for Notre Dame uh, was Braylon James. I mm. mean, as soon as he committed to Notre Dame, it, it just changed everything. Um, I, I, like I talked to him, and he was like, "Okay, I'm going to go get I'm going to go get Jalen Greathouse." Jaden Greathouse. And sure enough, Jaden Greathouse committed. As soon as Jaden Greathouse committed, he said, we are going to get Austin Novosad, meaning him and Braylon James were going after Austin Novosad. And then that's, Austin Novosad was a hard Baylor commit, but as soon as you see that, it's like Austin Novosad comes out with the final four that was, that was Baylor and Notre Dame and A&M. I mean, what Braylon James has done to, to kind of open up that pipeline to Notre Dame um, has been huge. And, and to, to be able to go on a visit across the country – but room with a guy that you talk to every day, uh, I think is a game changer for, for Coach Freeman. And if he's interested in opening this area up as a pipeline, it, it's players like Braylon James and, and Jaden Greathouse, guys that I'm going to have on the show here in the future um, that, that have really been paying dividends. So for, I, I, I'm not 100% sure that he'll stay there just because you hardly ever see that nowadays where kids commit um, before their senior year and end up staying there. I mean, you know how recruiting is nowadays, but just for him to feel that confident that he can commit to to a school like Notre Dame. I know his dad, his dad's a professor at UT. Um, so I know, I, I know that the recruiting process is, is far from being over for him and it's going to be really exciting to watch. Zach Lucero, the flex show moving to eight o'clock tonight. Normally, of course you hear the flex as the Wednesday night flex show at seven o'clock. As long as we got no longhorn basketball games to, uh, to move things around. Normally it's Wednesdays at seven, but we had to move some things around this week. So tonight at eight o'clock, the flex show. And Zach just told you, Drew Sanders, Hudson Greer and Peyton Morgan all scheduled to appear tonight. Zach, we appreciate it, man. Y'all have a great show tonight. Yes, sir. Y'all too. Thanks, Zach. Good stuff. Flex segment here at one thirty each and every day. Um, yeah, man, Leonard Moore. I didn't realize he had uh, had made that official, and he's still got one more year at Round Rock. Correct. correct? Yeah, twenty twenty four. So, if people are interested in, you know, if you're if you're like Rod Babers or others out there that uh, you really fancy the defensive backs, you love watching a badass corner. He is absolutely that, and that round rock defense will punch you in the face. Yeah, he's 6'2", 175, and the fact that his dad is a professor at UT, if you're Steve Sarkeesian, I know Sarg, you know, wants his cream of the crop, but Leonard could ball, and that's exactly the body type and measurements that Sark wants at the cornerback position, those big, long, lanky guys that could get up there, those Sauce Gardner types who was first-team all-pro this year for the Jets. He wants those types of guys, and Leonard is that dude. So yeah. I'm Sark. I'm going into that class, interrupting the class. He might have an 8 a.m. I'm going and interrupting him like, hey, how Leonard doing today? Just, just, just keep up. Just make sure, hey, let them know. Just let them yeah. know. We're still thinking about them. Oh, there's some fans that don't like it when guys like that get out of the state. And in this case, if the if a guy like that gets all the way to Notre Dame, that is gonna that will upset some folks in this area. He is a badass, and uh, certainly all the best to Leonard Moore making the decision that is right for him right now. He is a commit to Notre Dame, but as Zach just said, we know that means it's a long way from being over sometimes. So flex segment every day at one thirty. Coming up at two oh five, we'll talk to Jeff Howe, Horns twenty four seven dot com. We'll kind of get some recruiting stuff in there as well. Uh, I want his thoughts on. Savion Red to the running back position. Warren Roberson picks Texas this week, flips and takes off the TCU jacket and the whole thing. We'll get Jeff's thoughts on that, maybe a little basketball, and we'll get his Super Bowl pick 
as well. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. Don't move. It's the horn. I am so glad you've played this now because somehow through the last year or so, I've learned that I had no idea who sang this song, but I know now this is the song for me from Big when Tom Hanks is in the limo with Elizabeth Perkins. Elizabeth Perkins, is that her name? Uh, this is Billy Idol, isn't it? Yes. I never knew that until I don't care what it was that made me. Maybe it was Billy's birthday or something. I was looking up stuff. Or maybe you did play it for me and tell me earlier. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have. This just doesn't sound like Billy Idol to me. Really? Just a little poppy for him. He always had a little rougher edge to him for me. Since he'd come out of the punk world, this was definitely a a poppy song for him. Billy Idol, Spinal Tap, Sly and the Family Stone, and Love Unlimited Orchestra have all been a part of the show. It's a great movie, Big, by the way. You want to know how good Tom Hanks is? He's good enough to make that movie wholesome. That's hard to do. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah, Big's a cute one. 12-year-old. It's a cute joint. 12-year-old boy finds his way into a grown man's body and then ends up in a relationship with a full-grown woman. <laughs> and somehow it all plays off as wholesome. I don't know how they do that. Yeah. He is Tom amazing. Hanks, one of the goats. He's amazing. Amazing that he pulls that off. All right, uh, so we got a lot of football we've been talking about today. I'm picking the Eagles. A lot of other people are picking the Eagles. Brandon Lang says lean Eagles. He's not getting fooled again by picking that off that big-time quarterback over the big-time defense. He's going with the big-time defense because the last two times they've matched up by the stats, it's the defense that's won, so he's going with the Philly defense. A lot of others are. We'll see if Mahomes can use that as fuel uh there are a lot of people that you know somebody's texted us today about the eagle schedule go find a game that that impresses you i'm not finding one uh somebody else says everybody's putting emphasis on mahomes injury not talking about hurts injury when the chiefs win everybody i always talk about it everybody's going to bring the hurts injury up as an excuse we have discussed that injury a little bit by the way both quarterbacks are reporting that their injuries are feeling good like both of them would tell you, I might not be 100%, but I am good enough to go. Good enough to go, good enough to lead this team. All right. So we'll see when you lower that shoulder, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. A couple of quick injury hits, and then uh, we'll get to where we at. Uh, Kansas City side, Kadarius Toney, limited in practice with an ankle and a hamstring injury is what they're calling it, but he says he's definitely playing. Juju Smith-Schuster, full practice with that knee. That's big because, remember, Hardiman has now been sent to the IR, and he won't play. 
Philadelphia, Lane Johnson, growing injury, and they're just kind of resting him. He didn't practice yesterday, um, or hasn't practiced yet this week. And uh, he says, though, no doubt that he will play in the game. And Robert Quinn, with a foot injury, says he should be good for the Eagles. All right, uh, Zay, let's get into it. Where are we at in society? Let's see what Zay's got. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, do I need to hit Twitter? What's going on? Nah, Chad, you could search this online to help you get a better look at what we're talking about today. Billboard has released in the last month like 10 from 50 to 40, from 40 to 30, et cetera, top 50 hip-hop artists of all time. Oh, that's right. Yes, so they finally got the top 10 down. Okay. I'm going to name the top 10 from 10 to 1. Okay. See if you have any problem with it. Because we know you're, you're getting better with your hip hop. I'm, you trying, know, I'm with, trying. With your hip hop juice and whatnot. You're, you're getting a lot better. You just heard the Wu Tang album, listen to Biggie's album recently. Mm-hmm. So. Trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to expand. Right. Expand so the mind. These top 10 throughout the year. We'll try to find albums, like their best albums, if we haven't heard them already. Okay. And we'll go back and jam. Because there's some that I need to go back and jam. It's been a while. For myself. All right. All so right. top ten. We're starting with number ten. Number ten. Hip hop of all time. Here we go. Nicki Minaj. Wow. That's what I said. Top ten. Top ten. Which she's the only female artist in the top ten. So they're saying she's the best female artist of all time. Wow. Now, if you go up, I think Missy Elliott is like seventeenth hmm. on this list. I'm assuming you'd put Missy Elliott above Cardi. Missy B. Elliott's nineteen. You put Missy Elliott above Cardi B, right? Yes, Cardi yeah. B's only dropped like one album. Cardi B, that's yeah, that that feels high. That feels. We're talking about Nicki Minaj, though. I mean, Nicki Minaj. I'm sorry, I said Cardi B. My bad. Nicki Minaj. Okay, yeah, Nicki Minaj doesn't feel top ten to me. But again, I'm not an expert in this genre. She does not feel that level to me. But now, and is this a full media vote? By the way, remind me who this is picking Billboard. Again? This is Billboard. Billboard, and I think they're collaborating with some magazine, maybe Five Magazine, Hip Hop Magazine. Kanye's 11th, if that's giving you any more perspective on the situation. Andre 3000 is 12th. Wow, she's above those two guys? She's above those two guys. Rakim's 13th. Okay. LL Cool J's 14th. Yeah, we can keep going. Okay, I got you. All right, so number 10. Okay, so 10 Nicki Minaj. Got you. Nine, Snoop Dogg. Wow. All right. Which that makes sense. Snoop Dogg's got to be top. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would think he's got to be top. Kind of like LeBron breaking the record, you have to have longevity. That's mm-hmm. a big part of making this list and being on the top 10. So I'll give Nikki, for the last decade and some change, Nikki, she's done her thing. I'll give her that. Missy Elliott from probably 97 to 05, her run was crazy. So, all right, nine, all right. Snoop Dogg. Yep. Eight, Drake. Really? Yeah. All right. Tell, what, see, this is one of those guys I don't know enough about. I've never, I've never heard two two Drake songs back to back, much less an album, much less a collection. Is he that good? I don't think so. Back into the top ten. If we're talking about just music in general, a I, I don't know if we're like hip hop and R and B, then yes. But this is just supposed to be hip hop. And you know Drake, he be singing, and he be talking about women, he a light-skinned brother, he be in his feelings and stuff, and that's not hip-hop. Now, when he goes hip-hop, he's very good. Is he number eight good? Now, mm. let, let me be clear with, with what you're saying here. When you say hip-hop, is that a... Rapping, s- just straight rapping. It's a synonym for I'm, rap for just, you. Yes, just okay. rapping. Gotcha. Yeah, straight that's what, that's what I thought. Just right. Sure. Okay. So, Drake, that's tough for me, but whatever. It's mm. their list. Okay. Seven? Yeah. Lil Wayne. Hmm. 
Okay. I get that one. You got that one? Yeah, for someone who Makes grew sense. up in the 2000s as a teenager, I for sure get that one. He's Mount Rushmore of tatted up rappers, isn't oh, he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, just checking. All right, now this might be where it gets very controversial. Yes. Number six, Biggie Smalls. Wow. Biggie at six? Biggie at six. I would think Biggie's got to be in your Mount Rushmore area here, doesn't he? I mean, yeah, and that's what this is, but... He's got to be top five, doesn't he? He only had two albums. That's not, again, the longevity thing. We know he died at 24, ready to die, life after death. That's but, it. But aren't we? you're saying this is the top 10 hip-hop artists of all time, correct? Right. Okay. So doesn't that mean, on some level, it's pound for pound, moment for moment, song for song. If I need one person to get up there on a stage and go, I'm going with him in a certain order. It's not necessarily about how many albums you've put it, out, it is it? It is, because you have to be consistent. If you keep putting out number one albums, classic albums, which will get to guys who are ahead of Biggie who have that, Okay, I, I, I could see that being a point. But I get what you're saying. That's like, true. Because if you're having a discussion about like the greatest guitar players of all time, and you want to tell me that Jimi Hendrix doesn't need to be as high on the list because he wasn't around as long, because his impact didn't last as long, that's where I'd start arguing. I'd be like, right but he's a complete alien, and he's the best at what he did. If Biggie's the badass, he should be higher than six to me. Uh, all right. If you're going to tell me he's the – if somebody would tell me he's the – I've heard people say he's the greatest rapper for them ever. Yeah, he, I've heard that a lot too. If that might be true, then I'd put him higher than six. But we'll see what the top five is. Here we go. Number five, Eminem. Oh, okay. I'd put him above Big. Uh, I'd go – I would certainly go higher than that. I'm I'm more, much more familiar with Eminem stuff than I am with Biggie Smalls. Uh, I like both of them. I would you wouldn't put him above him, or you would? I would. You'd put him above Biggie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I need more albums than two. I love Biggie. Those two albums are absolute classics. I know he did the Junior Mafia thing, but I need more than two. I got you. Number four. Yes. Tupac Shakur. Ooh, Tupac at number four. Is that too low for you? Oh, you, no. need, you need Tupac notched up a little bit? I don't know, because these next three guys I love. By the way, I love the fact that the Billboard magazine or whoever did this, they decided to split Tupac and Biggie up and put Eminem in the middle. Right. I love that. It's yeah. like, well, let's not put them right next to each other. Let's put somebody in there. Who's our buffer? I don't know. Marshall? <laughs> yes. Let's do that. All right. Top three. I'm assuming Young MC is next. <laughs> is that right? Nah, Young MC, I don't know if he made the list. No? Yeah. Okay. Number three, Nas. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that, too. I like it because uh, I've heard a, I've heard a collection of his. I've heard people talk about him, and he has such respect in that world. I'm impressed, actually, that he would end up ahead of two, Tupac, Biggie, and Eminem. Well, the man's still winning Grammys. That's fair. Like That's fair. The last three albums that he's had with Young Boy, the producer... Our hit boy, I mean, a producer, uh, they you could consider them classics. So uh, that separates him from a lot of guys. He's, he's still going, and he still sounds good, and he's been able to adapt even though he had his first album came out in 94. All right, so we're down to two and one. Is, yep. one, is one of them Jay-Z? Yeah. One's Jay-Z, two's Kendrick Lamar. So Kendrick's at two. Kendrick's at two. Wow. They went Jay-Z number one all, all time. one, Yeah. Give me your give me your uh, your overall there. Is that a? I yeah, I like Jay Z at one. Yeah, I like Jay Z at one. I uh, I'd move Nas in front of Kendrick. I'd move Tupac in front of Kendrick. 
I'd move Eminem in front of Kendrick, and I'd move Biggie in front of Kendrick. Kendrick would be number six for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I need Kendrick to do more work. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you get a ton of argument for that. For that rearranged. I, I need Kendrick to do a little bit more work. He has some classic albums. This last one, I don't think he deserved the Grammy for. It was good, but I don't think he deserved the Grammy for that. Good Kid, Mad City, love that. Damn was good. Section Eight's good, but yeah, those other five men, like, and Kendrick, he's great and he has time. But number okay. two, as of right now. Tough. All right, so this big list of hip-hop artists of all time goes with Jay-Z, Kendrick Lamar, and Nas as the top three. You can let us know what you think of that, 337-3776 on the Specs text line. People I, are saying, asking about J. Cole, he's number 15. J. Cole, 15. J. Cole, okay. 15. I just need the fans of these two artists to explain it to me and justify it. I need Drake and Nicki Minaj justified for back end of the top 10. Are they talented? Absolutely. I've heard stuff that makes me think, damn, they're talented. I don't know that I've heard anything that makes me think they're top 10. Yeah, you could always question like the the people in front of them or the people that they're in front of. Like Andre 3000, could he have been as good without Big Boy? We will never know that. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do Outkast and like NWA and you know Public Enemy, do they not get counted here because we're just doing individuals? Chuck D made the list. I don't know where he was, but he's top 50. Yes, so yeah. that the Flav wouldn't get any credit. Big Boy, I think, is top fifty. But yes, they do separate them. But you will get penalized for that just because you had a sidekick. That's you know, weird. like Ghostface Killer, twenty-two. Okay, and I love Ghostface Killer. He's the highest one at the out of the Wu Tang Clan on this list. So Wu Tang's not on the list. They're All not. those individuals may be, but yeah, yeah. High- Method Man's twenty-five. Ghostface twenty or uh, twenty-two. Okay. Ghostface, the highest Wu Tang member on this list, rated okay. All right, there you go. Interesting list. That would be that'd be an interesting way to get into uh, a lot of hip hop that maybe you're familiar with, haven't been to in a while, or that you're not familiar with. Going through a list like that, check it out. The Billboard list of best hip hop artists of all time. We'll see what Jeff Howe thinks of that. He's a big hip hop yeah, guy. Yeah, he is. Jeff Howe coming up. Horns twenty four seven dot com. We'll get his thoughts on that and some Longhorn stuff, and maybe even a Super Bowl pick. Don't move. It's the horn.